Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In the service of morning prayer in the Book of Common Prayer, there are sentences of Holy Scripture which introduce the theme of that particular day or season. And among those sentences of Holy Scripture, we hear these words, God is love, and he that abideth in love abideth in God, and God in him. These beautiful words from the first epistle of St. John provide us with the theme of the Trinity season, the season in which we find ourselves today, the great theme of love. And so Trinity Tide gives each and every one of us an opportunity to learn, to learn what love is really all about. For the Christian believer, it is not enough to be satisfied with the world's understanding of love, but rather we need to seek the true and eternal love that our blessed Lord Jesus Christ calls us to as his redeemed children of grace. And so to live as a Christian believer means that we have been captured by love, captured by the great lover of souls, that we have given ourselves to him, and that we are no longer living according to the futile ways of a fallen world, but rather are opening our inmost selves to his gracious work of cleansing and renewing. In other words, we are seeking to have his gracious will become our will, and longing to have every part of us, including our loves, remade according to the image of love itself, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So if we are willing to do this, if we are willing to open ourselves and seek the true way of love, the new way of love, we need to realize, first of all, that there can be no newness of life and love without a death. A death to all that is unlike the blessed Jesus, to everything that binds us to the things and loves of our old nature. Without this death of the old man, there can be no promise of resurrection into newness of life. So we need to understand that the beginning and end of this new heart and love that we seek is outside of us. Rather, it is found in the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And only... God intends for us as we give ourselves to him unreservedly and with trust and hope in his merciful goodness.
in holy baptism. And we are raised again with Christ to a new and everlasting and true life. Because of this, dear friends, everything has been made new and we are now able to walk in love, in love, real love, by the power of the Holy Ghost. In other words, you and I as believers and every other Christian are to walk in love, in obedience, and with a new understanding, a new understanding of our privilege as those who have been born anew in Christ, the one who is alive forevermore. <clears throat> it is only within the heart of Christ, within that sacred heart, that we will find the graces that we need to walk in love and truth. As we embrace him, as we embrace our blessed Lord, as we are willing to let him give us a new vision, a new heart, as we turn our backs on the old ways of loving and living, we will find that something wonderful is beginning to happen to us. Instead of living in the mind of the flesh, we begin to feel that our loves and our attitudes are beginning to change Godward. Gradually, in the Lord's way and according to his timetable, we find that we are beginning to live a new, a new and deeper experience of love. We will find that our loves are becoming purified from the dross and corruption of the old man, and that we are little by little putting on the Lord Jesus Christ and learning to think in some small way as he thinks and love with his heart. And so with this new heart and love, the Lord's work in us, with this new heart and love, we approach ourselves with real compassion and grace we can understand that we can love even the most unlovable because Christ has first loved us. This will happen, dear friends, as we remember that Christ our Lord has died for all, that he hung in agony for all, and that his precious blood flowed freely for all, including you and I. This is the kind of spiritually motivated love that our blessed Lord describes in today's gospel. A love that doesn't seem to make much sense according to the world's estimation, but it is heavenly in its origin, and that this love brings with it showers of blessings and grace. Isn't this the kind of love that we want to display? Isn't this the kind of spiritual approach to things that would both bring a blessing to others, as well as peace and joy to ourselves? And oh, how we long so often for that peace and joy of a new love and a new heart. So friends, each of us are called to exactly this to a new and spiritual way of love and life. This way of holy love is our fundamental vocation and duty. 
you and I are called in our weakness and fear to grow in love, to grow in light, and to grow in mercy, to become vessels of grace and hope to a world that finds itself increasingly confused and destructive and dark. The world, dear friends, longs to hear a word of forgiveness and hope. It is looking for love as we are and looking for life and truth as we are. Oh, how blessed it is to know that real love and everlasting truth has come. To know that love has come down from heaven the person and work of our Christ, the one who has come and opened the way for all poor sinners to find forgiveness and grace and hope and new love. Here is what the world is crying for. Here in Christ is the eternal word of God being made manifest to a suffering and blinded world. It is this blessed Jesus, dear friends, who comes as the one to open hearts to real love, to love that will last for all eternity. It is this love that we must seek in our own hearts as well, so that we might find ourselves able to love with humility and purity and grace. This growing in love, however, is not always easy, but with God's help, we can apply ourselves to this work of new life in our hearts and souls. If we would begin this spiritual endeavor, this spiritual work of growing in grace, or to strengthen ourselves in it if we are already on this road, we must start with a holy intention. We must come before our Lord with humility and love and ask him to give us a real desire for a new heart and a new mind. We need to ask him to bless our poor efforts and fill us with the strengthening influence of the Holy Ghost. We may find that we have to renew this intention many, many times, but if we are faithful, he will come at our request and do a wonderful work of love and renewal in us beginning today, beginning now. In addition to a holy intention, we must strengthen ourselves and strengthen our resolve by prayer and by reverent study of Holy Scripture. As well as our private prayers, we can, at the suggestion of Holy Church, join our prayers to that of the Church by praying the Divine Office of Morning or Evening Prayer from the prayer book. This can help us to deepen our prayer as we pray with the church and learn from those who have gone before how to pray with attention and devotion and depth. We need to approach our blessed Lord in his word with humility and hunger. And let us ask our blessed Lord to give us hearts that will seek him eagerly in his word and also help us to express in our lives what we have learned from the sacred pages of God's Word written.
in addition to this, in addition to prayer, holy intention, and the study of Holy Scripture, we need to heed our Lord's call, to heed his call to strengthen and refresh ourselves at his table. The Holy Communion of the precious body and blood of Christ will help us to draw new life, new life from his heart as we seek to have him make us anew in his image to come to his altar as we are today. To come to his altar in love and obedience is key to renewing our desire, <clears throat> excuse me, to become more like him. The Lord Jesus has promised that he will feed us with nothing less than himself in this holy sacrament of his love. If this is true, and it is, we must never allow the distractions of the world or anything else to come before this most precious and life-giving feast. Friends, Holy Scripture reminds us that all of the blessedness of the Christian life and vocation lies not in our ability or strength, <clears throat> but solely in the grace and mercy of the one who has called us to himself, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It seems so many times, doesn't it, that we are not up to the task that Christ has set before us. And yet, here is the beauty of the new life in Christ, dear friends. It is a life of faith, lived by faith, faith in the one who has called us so lovingly to himself, faith in the one who has promised never to leave us or forsake us. He is the one, he is the one who longs to give us a new heart and a new purpose and a new hope. May our prayer be that each of us might consider the high calling that we share as sons and daughters of Christ. May each of us today reflect on the great blessings that we are continually showered upon us as we walk through this world of darkness and death to our heavenly homeland. May Christ be all in all to us today, and may our lives from this day forward be spent joyfully in his service with new hearts and new minds and new loves that are set upon his glory and honor. Glory be to God for all things. Amen.